Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Well, let's look at verse 18 and verse 19. <clears throat> and it says, truly, I say to you, whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. Amen. Let's go before the Lord. Father, we bless you and praise you. We honor you, God, for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come into your presence. Father, we thank you for being in the room with us on this day, God. Now, as our attention is turned towards you even the more, we are, it, our, we are attentive, our ears attentive to what you have to say. We thank you, God, for moving by your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts, for challenging us, encouraging us, equipping us, that we might become all the wiser. That as we move forward, we move forward under your power and your anointing. That yokes are destroyed and burdens are removed. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy, for your loving kindness. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. A few weeks ago, Bishop Jackson reached out to us, and uh, he shared something that he wanted us to join with him in prayer. And one of the scriptures that he referenced was Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. And we got off the phone, and, and as I continued to pray and just meditate on the word and just listen to God, Amen. There were some things that he began to, to share with me, not just about the situation that we were in agreement with Bishop about, but with my life. And it was transforming for me because I'm in a place right now where my attitude is changing. My perspective is changing. But not only that, my consciousness is changing. Because a lot of times when we experience things, it's our consciousness sometimes that needs to change. Amen? Because you begin to, when you, how you look at things, how you see things has a big, has a big impact 
on how you respond, on how you act. Um, and as, as one of the things that he began to talk to me about was the power of agreement. The power, the power of agreement. Amen. Amen. And in, in, in totality of what God has been saying, if we would just understand the power that he has given to us, it will make such a tremendous difference in our lives. Let's talk, let, this is, I, I looked up the word agreement. An agreement is a manifestation of mutual assent by two or more persons to one another. It is a meeting of the minds in a common, somebody say common, common, that means same, in a common intention and is made through offer and acceptance. An agreement can be shown from words, conduct, and in some cases, even silence. In my words, in my conduct, in my silence, amen, I can show agreement, amen. And, but we cannot focus on agreement. Before we get into agreement, amen, there's something that we've got to give attention to, and that's called disagreement. As long as you continue to live, if breath is going to flow in and out of your body, you are going to experience disagreement. Now, before we go any further, let me be clear on what disagreement is. Because when you heard disagreement, the first thought that jumped into your mind was an argument. Huh? Did, well, did that thought, when I hear disagreement, Oftentimes, I think about an argument, an argument that has taken place. It may not be what you might see as a traditional argument in the sense of loud talking or, or exchanging of blows, but, but there, there's, there is a disagreement there in the sense of there are two opinions now. There are two thoughts now. There are two ideas now. As long as you continue to live, you will encounter a disagreement. Some of us in here right now are embroiled in a disagreement. Amen. I'm not looking at my wife, just for clarity. <laughs> the danger comes. You know, it's hard to pan the room and skip a certain section. Uh, I'm just letting you know that. It's difficult to pan a room and skip a certain section. Amen. Y'all pray for me. The danger comes, Bishop, when we take disagreement personal. Huh? Whenever you take disagreement personal, there is a danger in that because if now it becomes difficult to come to a place of agreement. Huh? Are you hearing me? Listen, understand this. Because of disagreement, marriages fail. Amen. Because of disagreement, marriages fail. Because of disagreement, relationships falter. 
one regret that I will always have for the rest of my life is my father passed away unexpectedly. And when my father passed away, I was not mature enough. Hear me, please. I was not mature enough to understand how to resolve disagreement. Because we were in the midst, we, we had seen each other, we had spoken to each other, but we were in the midst of disagreement. Huh? Let, here, let, listen, because of disagreement, companies shut down. Churches split because of disagreement. Listen, disagreement is a seed. Somebody seed, say seed. Disagreement is a seed for distraction, for offenses, for anger, for frustration. And the last one I really like, it's a seed for pride. Yeah, it's a seed for pride. Because when you have two differing opinions, when you have two thoughts, and one of them is yours, pride tells me. Because I'm right, I'm sticking to what I'm saying. It can cause you to speak when you should be quiet. Huh? Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this thing. Let's talk about this thing. It can cause you to speak when you should be silent. It can cause you to move when you should be standing still. Disagreement serves. That's page number one. Disagreement serves. Disagreement serves as an open door. Somebody say open door. For John 10 and 10. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Look at what Paul said in the church to the church at Corinth. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul says in verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Disagreements are going to come. But I got to know how to deal with them. Uh, come on now. Yeah, I can disagree. It's okay for me to disagree. But it's not okay for me to walk in disagreement. Uh, I can disagree with you, but I can't walk in disagreement. No, I can't do it. It opens the door for imaginations. That's what it does. It opens the door for imagination. Those things that exalt themselves above the word of God. And can ultimately hold your thoughts captive. Offenses, anger, frustration, pride will block you from loving and operating the way God intended. You will be rendered powerless 
And that's the scheme of the enemy. That's the scheme because he knows. He knows he's defeated. He knows God is exalted. He knows God will never be defeated. He knows God has given you that same power. But he doesn't want you to walk in it. The Holy Spirit cannot minister to us when we're distracted by a spirit of disagreement. No, he can't do it. In Ephesians 1, verses 16 through 21, this is what Paul says to the church at Ephesus. I cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the god of our that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him somebody say knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Watch this. Look at this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So Paul's prayer to the church at uh, Ephesus is that they will acquire the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened. Why? Because Paul understood that what God has, had given to the saints was power. And he knew that if they operated in a spirit of wisdom and revelation according to what they knew about God, that they could walk in and exercise that power. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8, <clears throat> verse 31 says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. Oh, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Hear this. It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. 
Who shall separate us? Oh, come on now. Who shall separate us from the love of God? From the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Amen. And this is the thing. This is right here, right here. This is what separates us from everybody else. This is what makes those things different. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Everything that we need to live a victorious life, God has given to us. Everything. Everything that we need to live a life of power and fulfillment and purpose and that's what God has given to us. The power of agreement has the capability to release a mighty manifestation of the power and might of God in your life. Amen. So how do we, how do we get to that place? The first thing, the first thing I got to do, I got to agree with God. Come on. <laughs> I, 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 I got to agree with God. You see, sometimes we experience what we experience because we're not all the way in agreement with God. Listen, it's one thing to know the scripture. It's another thing to agree with the scripture. Huh? Are you hearing me? It's one thing to know that he said by his stripes I am healed. It's another thing to agree with the fact that by his stripes I am healed. Because the difference between knowing and agreement, agreeing is agreeing changes how I talk. Agreeing changes how I walk. Agree changes how I feel. Come on now. It does. It does. So the first thing I got, I got to agree that God has said, he shall, supply, he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I know what the bill collectors are saying. I know they call me. I keep hitting ignore. I keep hitting ignore, but I got to agree. I got to agree with the fact. Because guess what? If I, guess what? If I start agreeing with the fact that he will do that, instead of me hitting ignore, I'm going to answer. Because I never know. How God has worked this thing out. Huh? They could they could be calling you to tell you your debt has been canceled. 
But you too busy looking at what you see. So every time you see that number pipe up, you hit and ignore. You're not in agreement with God. Huh? Come on, listen. Watch this. Have you ever taught or told someone how to do something? Right? I teach you how to do something. And then the next day they come to you, hey, can you do this for me? I, I, I taught you. Y'all, I want y'all to walk with me for a few minutes. I taught you how to do something. I, I had you watch me do it. I gave you history on it being done. I hope I, 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 somebody's starting to get what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying. I gave you history on how it is done. I told you how to do it. I showed you how to do it. Why is it that every time it comes time for you to do it, you're calling me? God didn't listen. This is the word of God. I, I was on my way home last night and, and just, just, I mean, y'all, God has been talking to me so much. I was on my way home yesterday and just meditating. And this is the word. This is my power generator manual. My power generator manual. In it, it contains what a manual normally contains. It has diagrams. It has instructions. It even comes with a troubleshooting guide that I can use when my generator is not putting out enough power to sustain the conditions where I am. Oh, yeah, come on now. Huh? Come on, come on. Yeah, so listen. God did not give us his word just for the sake of it. No, no, no. It, it wasn't, it's not intended to be your coffee table decoration. Uh, no, no, no. It's, 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 not, it's not a nightstand whatnot. No, it is, his, it is his instruction. It is his tool that he has given to you. I, I, I want to share this with you real quick. How's my time? Okay. There was a time when I, whenever I needed breaks, I would call Brother Steve. Because, you know, Brother Steve can change some breaks. I would call Brother Steve and say, Brother Steve, I, hey, I, I need some breaks. Now, Brother Steve would come to my house 
and change my brace. I did this for probably about two, maybe two, three years, right? And sometimes I, he would let me, Bishop, he would let me give him some money. Sometimes he would stow. I love that. I love it. Stow. Uh, you're not going to block my blessing. I'm, no, I'm doing, no, I'm, I'm, I'm let God bless me. And so, Bishop, what I, when he would come, used to, when he first started coming, he would come and I would be in the, I would be in the house doing something else and he would let me know when he was finished. And then one day, it dawned on me, if he can do it, I can do it. So I started out, I didn't tell him that I was trying to learn. I started out standing over his shoulder, watching. Then the next couple of times, the next couple of times, I, I would continue to do that. Then one day, I, I let him know, I said, Brother Steve, yes, though. Show, tell, show, tell me how to do that. I want y'all to follow me now. So he told me how to do it. So the next time I needed breaks, guess who, I, guess who did it? Me. Oh, I was proud of myself. I even picked up the phone and called, hey, Steve, Bo, where? What's though? Hey, man, guess what I did today? I changed breaks. You did? He got all excited. He got all excited. Because, Bishop, because he had taught me something. Not only did he teach me something, he showed me something. Now watch this. There were, there were some times where I didn't know. I, didn't, I got to a point I was doing it, and I, didn't, I, I got stuck. But guess what? I knew that Brother Steve had me covered. Oh, y'all, I'm getting ready to work this thing out now. Please. please. I knew he had me covered so I could pick up the phone and say, Boer, hey, this is what I got. He said, Stowe, I, I got you. I, I, hey. This is what you do. So I, so I knew that no matter what I was facing when it came to changing brakes, I knew I had a covering that if I got, oh, y'all, please, if I got to a place where I could not figure it out, I could not move through it, I knew I had a covering that I could call on. And they would see me through it. Listen, one time I was—I think I came—I think it was my nephew's breaks. Y'all, I was—I was working. I was—I was trying—I was, was trying to get the caliper piston uh, depressed so I could have enough room to put the pads in. And bitch, I couldn't get it. I, I mean, I was struggling. I, I called Brother Steve. I said, "Steve, I said this is what's going on." He said, "Well, well, still, it's, it's, it's got." It's got to break. It's going to happen. I said, yeah. I said, I'll tell you what. I'm on my way. I, I, I think I'm going to go get me a, a new, another tool. I looked online. I Googled it. And they said, you can buy this special tool. Now, that'll make it eat. Listen, every tool that they tell you may not always be the one that you need. So, so this, this is what is so special about a covering because bishop while i was at the store buying a special tool my covering was at my house <laughs> fixing the piston 
Listen, sometimes all God needs is for you to take your eyes off of what you're looking at so he can come. When I got back home, when I got back home, Brother Steve is at my house. Bishop, I didn't ask him to come. I, didn't, I have never, ever said to him, hey, well, maybe once or twice. Now, y'all, this is over the course of like 20 years. Maybe once or twice, say, hey, can, can you come help me? But Bishop, because he covered me, covers me, when it comes to that job, he came to my house. Huh? And fit, so when I got home, it was done. Now listen, I'm going to take you one further. When you're taught something and you exercise what you've taught, sometimes, sometimes you will go through an experience that is intended to grow you. Listen. When, when, I showed, when I showed him the new tool I got, Bishop, he laughed. Stow, you don't need that. But it's stow. You don't need, but man, look, let me show you how, it, no, I don't even need to see how it works. Well, well what happened? Why couldn't I get it? I had the right tool, but it wasn't big enough. There was nothing wrong with what I had. The problem was what I had needed to expand, needed to grow. It needed to become, listen, sometimes we are faced with situations God has given us power in the situation. Amen. But God's intent behind the situation is to grow you, to expand you, to increase you. So you will get to a point where you can't do anything. But I got to agree with him. I got to agree with him. When Jesus, when Jesus was faced with going to the cross, he went into the garden of Gethsemane. And what did he say? Father, if there's any way this cup can pass from me, let it be. Somebody say, A. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Somebody say B. Stop praying A to God and start praying B to God. In your Garden of Gethsemane experience, stop praying, Father, if there's any, has anybody ever prayed? Father, if there's any way, this cup can pass. Lord, why do I have to deal with that? 
Why do I have to face that? God, why can't you just remove that? God, why can't you just take it? God, now, I mean, God, it, God, it hurts. God, God, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, I can't, I, I feel like I can't handle this. God, why don't you just move this? What did I teach you? If you would just agree with me, what you see might be different. Huh? Huh? Jeremiah 1 and 12. God says he is watching over his word to perform it. Right? God is not watching over my word to perform it. So all my efforts in prayer with my words are essentially futile. What God is waiting to hear is his words. Because when God hears his words, God performs. Huh? We walk by faith and not by sight. All things are working together for good because we love the Lord and we are called according to his purpose. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. My God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I could ever ask or think according to the power that's at work in me. No tribulation, no distress, no persecution, no famine, no nakedness, no peril, no sword shall separate me from the love of Christ, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He is performing it. If I walk in the Spirit, I will not gratify the desires of my flesh. It is not personal. It is spiritual. God, I'm in agreement with you about who you are. And what you have given to me. If I do this, I'll trust and know that God is faithful. Second thing, second thing. I've got to release agreement into the atmosphere. Huh? God, Jesus says again, if I tell you the truth that if two of you on earth agree, about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. You are releasing the power of God's word into the atmosphere when, when concerning a situation. Remember what he told Jeremiah. I'm watching. I'm watching to perform it. Right? Sometimes we need to check our atmosphere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so much of how we respond and act, think and feel is based on the conditions in our atmosphere. Huh? Oftentimes, the atmosphere determines how we act, what we say, how we respond, what we think, how we feel. Huh? Negative energy is dangerous. Huh? For your atmosphere, anger and frustration, anxiety and bitterness, offenses and disagreement, all don't make for an atmosphere conducive for God to work. It's too much. Often we pray for God to release. God released the former rain and the latter rain. Yeah, I had to say, God, 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 let it rain. 
let it rain in my life. Listen, I was looking. How many of you know that in order for it to rain, the atmospheric conditions have to be conducive for rain to fall? Uh, I, I looked this thing up. So somebody say high pressure. Yeah. High pressure often means dry weather with sunshine. High pressure is associated with sinking air. High pressure, anger. High pressure, anxiety. High pressure, bitterness. High pressure, frustration. Yeah, high pressure. High pressure means dry weather and is associated with sinking air. Low pressure. Somebody said low. Low pressure, peace. Low pressure, peace, calm. Often means clouds and precipitation. Listen, sometimes God can't rain in our lives because there's too much pressure in our atmosphere, huh? Yeah, 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 it can't, ha it can't happen. You know, conditions got to be conducive, amen, for God to rain in my life. I got to make sure... I got to make sure there's nothing in my, in my atmosphere that might inhibit God's ability to reign in my life. What I want him to do, I want him to open up the floodgates of heaven, right? right? But in order for that to happen, I got to make sure there's not high pressure that's swirling around in my atmosphere. Listen, listen, um, God, listen, conditions are right for tornadoes when air is unstable. Winds at different altitudes, blowing in different directions at different speed. Chaos. Amen. Chaos. I can't have chaos in my life. Huh? It's not going to work. Now, nah, chaos in my life, amen, messes up the atmosphere. Amen. If the atmosphere ain't right, amen, the, the conditions are not good for God to move. Listen, I got to understand, I got to release agreement into my atmosphere. Wherever God's word goes, it has no choice but to prosper. When you release God's word in agreement into the atmosphere, that word has no choice, no option. It, uh, it has no choice, no option, but to do what it says. Jesus was on a boat with his, uh, with his disciples. There's a storm that's raging. The, the winds are blowing. They're scared. They think they're going to die, huh? Right. The word... The storm had scared them to the point that they feared, feared their lives, but Jesus is asleep. Huh? In the beginning was the Word. Um, the Word was with God. The Word was God. What his disciples do? They went and woke the Word up. The Word came to the top of the ship. Huh? The Word came to the top of the ship. And the word saw the storm and the winds raging. And what the word did was release the word into the atmosphere. When the word released the word into the atmosphere, the atmosphere had to come in line with what the word said. Manifest change. Somebody say manifest change. Manifest change comes when I look at you, open my mouth, and we come to an agreement asking according to the word of God. And when that word is released, it has no choice, no option, 
no option to come in line. And see, this, this is where it's really important, y'all. Because when we come and agree, we can't agree because it's personal. We got to agree because it's spiritual. And our agreement has to be not according to my word or your word, but the word. And if our agreement is according to the word, when the word is released it through, because of our agreement, the word goes and then God is waiting for the word to come to him. Uh, and when the word comes to him, now the Holy Spirit says, my turn. Last thing. Last thing. Focus your attention. Focus your attention on agreement. Now that I'm in agreement with God, and now that I have released agreement into the atmosphere, I've got to keep my focus and my attention on agreement. Because disagreement will not stop coming up. I will still see a different opinion. I will still see a different thought. Amen. What a bit what 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 a bishop say this is what they told him but somebody was still skeptical. I will still see a different thought. I've got to know that the enemy is going to continue to shoot doubt. He's going to continue to try to divert my attention with strife and discord. I've got to understand that this is not going to come naturally. See, sometimes, sometimes we do, we do things, we execute, and, and then we think everything is going to happen naturally. Oh, no, no, no. It's called practice. Somebody say practice. Amen. I'm not, just, I'm not just releasing that word into the atmosphere. Now I'm practicing that word that I released into the atmosphere. That means my attitude is in line. My perspective is in line. My actions are in line. My words are in line. My thoughts are in line. Everything is in line according to the word I spoke in agreement. Every chance you get, you ought to be speaking that word in agreement. Amen. You want your children to be back in relationship with God. Speak that word in agreement. Amen. You want to see your children prospering, led by God. Speak that word into agreement. Amen. And I got to make sure I don't get distracted. Yeah. It might be getting on your nerves. Huh? But that's disagreement. Huh? They might be irritating you. But that's disagreement. I can't have that. I ain't got time for that. They might be saying things contrary to what you know and believe. No, I can't receive that. That's disagreement. 
in order for me to see the power that God has given me, I've got to make sure that I'm operating in agreement. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved, has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, now we're seated with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ unto good works created in Christ unto good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in them. Listen, God's intent is for you to walk in good works. He's ordained it. He's given you the power to do it. Philippians 4, be careful for nothing. Somebody said nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Tie this all together. In agreement, we, we pray and we ask God in agreement. He says he will do it according to his word. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. I got to get my thought life together. Huh? Why? Why? Because he has given me too much for me not to have my thought life together. He's got there's some works that he has ordained me to walk in. So now my thought has got to get together. I got to think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace, the God of peace shall be with you. Keep in mind the promises of God. They are yes and amen. He is faithful. His intention is for us to align with him. He wants to put you on display by empowering you to do and experience in a way that causes others to marvel. My attitude is right. My perspective is right. I am in agreement with my brothers and sisters and I have released his word into my atmosphere. It has power and purpose attached to it. Its intent is to manifest the glory of God. I'm paying attention to my atmosphere. 
because I am determined to experience the reign of God in my life. Conditions of drought and famine do not exist, will not exist in my atmosphere. And there is low pressure, low pressure, peace and calm surrounding me. The peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. God is working this thing out. I may not be able to see it. I may not be able to feel it. But he's still moving. I may not be able to see it. I may not be able to feel it. But he's Still moving. Agree with God. Release agreement into your atmosphere. And focus on your agreement. So distractions don't hinder you. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Pray that you are blessed by the word. I was, I have, and I will continue to be. Because things are changing. Amen. Amen. So we bless God. Father, we bless you and we thank you, Lord, for your word on today. God, we pray that the seed that you have planted will fall on, it will fall on good ground. It will manifest fruit and prosperity and abundance in our lives. God, I lift up everyone under the sound of my voice and those who are watching us online. <clears throat> that Father God, we lift, up, we lift our lives up to you. God, every situation that we're facing, every situation and circumstance in our lives, Father, we thank you, Lord, that your spirit is at work in our lives, that you are still moving. Now, God, we release, a, we release your word into the atmosphere. We thank you that in all these things we are more than conquerors. We thank you, God, that no weapon that is formed against us is prospering right now. And we thank you, God, that we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We thank you that we are covered by the blood of Jesus. So God, continue to minister to us through your spirit that we bring our thought life into subjection, under subjection to your word, that we begin to align with you. <clears throat> And that we begin to exercise the power 
that you have given to us. We thank you for transformation. We thank you for moving forward. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, in order, in order for me to be able to exercise that power, amen, first I have to be connected. Amen. Amen. So at this time, we want to give you the opportunity. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity to make a decision that will change your life, that will transform your life. To make a decision that will, that will grant you <clears throat> eternal life with him. Believing that Jesus Christ died for your sins, that he rose. Amen. If you're at home and you're watching us online and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, we welcome you. This is your opportunity to make that life-changing decision, that transformation, not that things will get easier, but with the right mentoring and discipleship, a group of believers will help you grow in a way that through life's challenging situations, you can overcome. Whatever you're going through, nothing that you're facing is too hard for God. He is waiting for you. And if you choose to make that decision today, just pray this simple prayer with me. Father, I realize that I'm a sinner, that I can't save myself. I realize that Jesus Christ died for my sins, that I might have a right to eternal life. So today, I surrender my life to him. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with us, amen, please contact us. Amen. With our contact information that you see, on the screen. Let us know that you made the decision so we can connect with you or assist you in connecting with a body. But you need to be connected to someone that can help you and encourage you and support you in your walk. If you prayed that prayer with us this morning, welcome to the family. And we pray Amen. That everything that God has for you, you experience in full. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. 
or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.